0: Well, good morning to you. There, Thank you very much, thank you very much. Getting the sympathy already, I'm feeling it, that's good. Uh, Yeah, David's, as Tim said, David's unwell, Uh, he's got chest infection, he's okay, but obviously not well enough to speak this morning. Uh, So first apologies for those who came specially to hear David's preach this morning, I know that some of you only come when David's is speaking, no, I'm sure that's not true. Actually, I thought David's notes are very good. I just, you know, (laughs) he has potential. That young man, I think. (laughs) So uh, uh, I've really enjoyed reading this this morning and a little bit last night. Uh, And uh, Tim says to me that you just had a great time in worship and some words that really uh, underpin much of what the subject is that we're looking at. Uh, I wasn't here for that, so apologies. But uh, let's just pray, shall we? Thank you, God. Father, we thank you that you're a sovereign God, that you're a God who loves his people, a God who has plans for us, a God who cares for us, a God who is for us. Thank you, Lord, that you sent your son. And for anyone who chooses to place their trust in him, his life, his example, and his, uh, as it were, his deliverance from death uh, into life. Whoever placed their trust in that amazing truth also receives life, receives hope, receives a destiny in you, receives your Holy Spirit. And so, Lord, we thank you, Spirit, that you're with us this morning. And we pray would you be with me and be with us all as we look at your word together, a word that brings life. Yeah, hallelujah. In God's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, we're on a a series looking at prayer. And uh, this is already, I think, beginning to get some traction in us. Uh, I've been to some prayer meetings of recent and really heard the fervent prayers from from others. And uh, I'm encouraged by the teaching that we've received over the last couple of weeks. And what we want to do is really look at some people in... Our Bibles and see how they prayed and look at their example of prayer and apply that into our lives today. So this this isn't supposed to be a sort of mechanical, a sort of a walking through treacle. This is supposed to be, this is how they connected with God in their prayer life. And these are things that we can take from their example and bring right into our lives. I trust that this will be something that will be helpful to us all. And uh, today we're looking at uh, a man called Jabez. And some of you would have heard of the prayer of Jabez. Probably many of you wouldn't have done. It's a very uh, sort of almost obscure uh, couple of verses in in 1 Chronicles, in the Old Testament, in the first half of the Bible. And this uh, amazing moment uh, is something that we can draw from so much, I think, this morning. Uh, And so that's what we're going to do. Uh, So first to say, there's a bit of um, background to this story. And uh, uh, the context is that the people of God uh, are split. They're divided into two groups, into the people of Israel and the people of Judah. This is a bad time for them as a people. We come into this prayer in the context of of quite a lot of uh, challenge and difficulty. Not only are they a divided people, but also they are no longer in their own land. In fact, they're in captivity. They're a captive people. And in fact, they've been taken into captivity away from their land by two of the biggest empires of the day. Assyria and Babylon. And after about 70 plus years, a small number had been allowed to come back to their land, the land of Israel. But the context is that the people needed much encouragement. They needed to know who they were. They needed to know that they still had a purpose and a destiny. They were able to continue to trust a faithful God. Yet yeah, that's not how they felt. And I've never been taken from my land. I've never known what it's like to have my, um, my freedom taken from me. And be dominated by another nation and another empire. But that's the context that we catch up with now. And in fact, one of the things that they used to do to try and help them to remember and retain their identity is they used to chronicle, they used to have a chronicler, David tells me, someone who used to write chronologically in order the history of their people. And we sometimes look at books in the Old Testament particularly, and we think, that's a bit boring, isn't it? How do we wade through that? And there's two uh, chronicles in the Old Testament, Chronicles 1 and Chronicles 2. And Chronicles 1 actually begins, the first nine chapters are just a list of names. If you've ever tried to read through them, and I can't pronounce half of them. But what they're trying to say is that we have a history. And the chronicler writes and describes the family tree of this people. Because the people need to be reminded of who they are. It's interesting, as I was reading this this morning, uh, it made me cast my mind back to 2017, to last year. And begin to think, well, what would it be like if I chronicled what God did last year in my life? That's a good thing to do. We are so of the moment you know, what's the buzz now? What's happening now? And that's fine, but actually we can completely miss on what God was faithful in last year. So I began to think, well, last year, t- two of the biggies for us, about three three biggies. Two first, to say that uh, both uh, our, one of our daughters and one of our daughter's husbands were struggling at work. And so Dawn and I prayed. And as I remembered this today, I thought, well, well Becky's now working for Debenhams in London. And it's so different to where she was before. And then I thought of Johnny, which is uh, our other, Esther's husband. He was in a school, so he was in, in, a, in a, uh, a situation in Milton Keynes that was very difficult. And he's now working in a school in Milton Keynes. And I'm thinking, praise God. I also thought about other things that I was concerned for. I think the fact that Palace lost seven games in a row. <laughs> And now we look back and we see the faithfulness of God at work. Any Arsenal fans here today? Yes? Yes. Chenu. Four lucky goals, I think. It's good to chronicle. It's good to remember back what God has done in your life. Do that. If you get nothing else from this this morning, retain and remember what God has done in your life. So easy to move on. So... Let's get into our text. Let's read about this man called Jabez. Uh, Now, if I had been prepping this, I wouldn't have done what David's just done, okay? Because he's done, rather than just do the two verses which we're landing on, he's done all the other ones around which have impossible pronunciation. Uh, But I thought, what do we do? Do we just miss this slide? I said, no, let's all read it together, I thought. (laughs) That's the way to do it, isn't it? So, together we read. Bear in mind, I've had a few goes at this, but I still can't pronounce half of them. So, are you ready? Read with me. It's like going back about 30 years, isn't it? Okay, read with me. Okay, Asher, the father of Tekoa, had two wives. Well done, everyone. That was outstanding. Okay, sorry. sorry. Oh, oh, easy. Okay, here we go. Hela Hila and Nara... Nara bore him Ahusam, Hepha, Temani and Ha-Hashatari. Nice. These were the sons of Nara, the sons of Hela, Zerath, Izhar, and Ethnon, caused fathered Anab, Zobabar, and the clans of Ahahel, the son of Haram, Okay, we did it. Okay, okay. Now we get to the bit that it's all about. Jabez was more honourable than his brothers. And his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bore him in pain. Jabez called upon the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my border, and that your hand might be with me. And that you would keep me from harm, so that it might not bring me pain. And God granted what he asked. Chelab, the brother of Shuha, father of Meher, who fathered Eshton. Eshton fathered Beth-Rapha, Paseah and Tehinar, the father of Hinahash. These are the men of Rika. Well done. Let me read those, uh, the key verses. Jabez was more honourable than his brothers. And his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bore him in pain. Jabez called upon the, the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my border, and that your hand might be with me, and that you would keep me from harm, so that it might not bring me pain. And God granted what? He asked. Amazing. Okay, let's look at what this can teach us this morning. Jabez was more honourable, we are told. Why? Was it because his, of his family line? No, because we know that he was more honourable than his brothers. Was it because of his accomplishments? Well, actually, we have no idea of his accomplishments. Was it because of his background? Well, the only thing we know about Jabez's background is his name. And his name means pain or misery. Because of the birth, because of his birth was so painful and so difficult for his mother. And maybe even some would say that it might have been a miracle that his mother even survived the birth was so difficult. But he had to live with... A dreadful name. Do you know names are important? What we are called matters. I remember uh, when uh, my uh, daughter, our daughter Esther, was going to Brickhill Lower School, if you know Brickhill Lower School, and uh, I, Esther was coming towards me. She was probably I don't know, five, maybe, and. Uh, I had the head teacher next to me, Mrs. Woods, she was called. I really liked her. We got on well. And uh, as Esther came running towards me, I said, oh, here comes trouble. Oh, Mrs. Woods didn't like that. And she had a point. I called her trouble. Now, I did it in a sort, of, here comes trouble. You know, it was all a bit friendly. But actually, names matter. What we think of ourselves matter. What's been said to us, about us, Matter. And this theme of pain runs through these few verses of Jabez. In fact, you could argue that it's because of his name that he needed to pray this prayer. It's because of how he felt about himself. He needed to express what he expressed. But he's not honoured because of his background. So why is he honoured? It's because he realises his deficiency, his weakness... And therefore he cries out to God in prayer. See, honour in God's eyes is not boasting about ourselves. It's not pushing ourselves forward. But it's to be, if you like, needy. It's to be dependent. It's to ask God to do only what he can do. Even Jesus said, apart from me, you can do nothing. Therefore puts all of us in the same place. Nobody is better than anyone else. And each is dependent on what God can do. And so Jabez was particularly honoured because God graciously answered his prayer. God granted what he asked. That's why he was honoured. Which provokes me. I want to be honored by God. And so it leads us to the next part of Jabez's prayer. Jabez asked for a blessing. Sounds a bit selfish, doesn't it? Doesn't it? It does to me. Maybe, I'm, maybe you ask for a blessing all the time. What, well, bless me? Why me? Why shouldn't we pray for other people? But Jabez cried out, Oh, that you would bless me. See, actually what he was doing is putting himself in God's hands. It would you bless me. It's not a selfish prayer at all. It's actually praying, Lord, would you have your way in me? What you have for me, I want to receive. See, in a Western culture, we don't fully understand The power of blessing. In many cultures, they would understand the power behind being blessed. There was a famous book, uh, some of you would be aware of, called The Prayer of of Jabez. uh, and, And it was about fully understanding the blessing from God. And here's a quote from it, from a guy called Bruce Wilkinson. He says this about blessing. To bless in the biblical sense means to ask for or to impart supernatural favour. When we ask for God's blessing, we're not asking for, for more of what we could get for ourselves. We're crying out for the wonderful, unlimited goodness that only God has the power to know about or yes. to give us. Yes. Amazing, amazing, great quote. Jabez left it to God to what the blessing would look like. So instead, the Jabez blessing focuses like a, a, a lasso on our wanting for ourselves, nothing more and nothing less than what God wants for us. Yet what God wants for us is often far more than we think. And some of us need to hear that today. Sometimes we're, we're, there's, a, there's a, a hesitance to believe for good things a hesitant to believe that God would bless you well, actually scripture encourages us to ask Jesus commends asking uh, David refers to a friend called Edward Berea and uh, Edward is one of the apostles in New Frontiers he's based in Kenya a remarkable man and uh, David quoted a tweet from, from uh, Edward which I'd like to read when uh, Edward wrote this 2018 a year for the big asking. Wow. Love it. Solomon asked for wisdom and it was given. Hannah asked for a boy. I'll be looking at that next, next week. And he was given. Jabez asked for a blessing and it was given. Hallelujah. Okay, so let's move on. Jabez asked for enlargement. Jabez asked for enlargement. Enlarge my border. This was about inheritance. And inheritance was very important in the Old Testament believers. Remember the context where this prayer was articulated was in Chronicles, which was chronicling the story of the people of God because they were in captivity and they're away from their land. And so this was about connecting what Jabez was asking for with promises Of what the people of God were going to inherit. The land belonged to blessed families with the enjoyment of their part of it. From generation to generation. Jabez was asking to benefit from more and more of what God had for him and his family. But what is our inheritance? How do we apply this into Christianity today? Into our walk with God. Inheritance is about the promises of God. That's the key. And so we need to ask ourselves what are the promises of God for his people today? Well, one of the things is salvation. There's a promise in Scripture that if you place your trust in Jesus, you will be saved, that if you put your hope in him, you will find hope. That will last for eternity. Maybe that's your situation today. You've never made that definitive statement to yourself and to others, I'm going to place my trust in Jesus. There's a promise for you today. If you express that with your mouth and from your heart, you will be saved. But what else? There's alongside salvation. Well, our inheriting... Is that sorry, our inheriting the promises of God is to bless the world, yeah. it's to bring God's love and God's goodness to those around us. Our inheriting is also about the kingdom to take the rule of Jesus, to see God's kingdom break into our situations, to God, see God's kingdom break into areas of sickness and areas of darkness. That's all part of what we inherit today. To enlarge our borders, to inherit what God has promised, is to see things like the West Side established and flourishing. I'm so excited about tonight's prayer meeting that Tim has also already referred to. It's to see God break into this community, it's to see God break into your neighbourhood. Last week, Uh, Last Sunday evening, uh, I I led what I called a breakthrough prayer meeting. I didn't really know what to call it, if I'm honest. I could have called it the prayer of Jabez, actually. Now I understand the prayer of Jabez. Because that was all about believing for further breakthrough. Saying, God, I'm so grateful for what you've done in the past, but Lord, we want to see so much more. And we had a great time. There was about 50 of us. I was expecting about five of us. But hey, praise God, we are a praying people and we're believing for so much more. That's the essence of this sort of prayer. It's Lord, would you take, yes, we're so grateful for what you've done, but Lord, would you do so more? When we talk as a team about some of the lives that we come across in the different activities that we're involved in, our hearts break. There is so, such a desperate need for good news in people's lives these days. That's our prayer. Lord, would you extend our borders? Would you break in? Would you bring your kingdom into these people's lives? Okay, let's keep going. I've only got six minutes. Jabez asks for the presence of God to be with him. Jabez talked about the hand of the Lord going with him. And the hand of the Lord is a phrase that is quite common in the Bible And it describes the presence of God, God going with them. A couple of examples, Ezekiel 37 in the Old Testament says this, "...the hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out in the Spirit of the Lord, and set me down in the middle of the valley. It was full of bones." Bring to Acts in the New Testament with the early church, "...and the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number who believed turned to the Lord." See, we can pray that every day. We can pray with the hand of the Lord, go with us. Wherever we find ourselves, we can pray that the presence of God can and should go with us. That should almost be our daily prayer. Lord, be with me. Lord, with me. Lord, help me. Be alongside me. That, the Holy Spirit is that manifestation of God's presence alongside us. And fifthly, I think it's fifthly. And finally, the prayer is to keep me from evil or harm. This is about protection from harm. This is about that it's good and right to pray, Lord, would you protect me on that journey? Would you be with me in that circumstance? Would you ensure that I... And protected from harm. Now we understand we live in this this kingdom that is coming in. But it's not here in its fullness. So we know that troubles will come. But that's a good prayer to pray. About protection from harm. Also to be delivered from temptation. That aligned with the Lord's prayer. That we would be protected and delivered from temptation. But this also means overcoming the curse. And this is really where I want to land because I felt, as I was reading this morning, I know David wanted to to, uh, finish on this as well. But throughout this prayer is a theme about a man who is called pain. Pain. Here comes pain. And the truth is that for so many of us, we have had things said to us we have said things said of us that sadly define us in the negative ways, in the wrong ways. And Jabez's prayer was, Lord, I don't want to be pain. I don't want to know pain. I don't want to be the person that I was named. It's funny, you can look at this different ways, can't you? I, when I first felt called into leadership... Uh, I was lacking courage, still am sometimes, and, uh, and so I, I bought this mug for myself, it's one of these that says your name, and then says what your name means, and so this is what I bought for myself, <laughs> Martin, meaning brave, okay, oh, it's just prophetic, it's just truth, You like to defend, to support, and to save. You are dauntless and daring. You truly are brave. (laughs) Your name reflects the fact that you have no fear. Yes, you protect your possessions and loved ones so dear. Whatever the struggle, you're sure to succeed. Against any opponent, you shall take the lead. Now, probably if I look closer in that shop, every name for, on every mug said, <laughs> said that. I realise, I realise that. <laughs> but you know, I know a lady, Sally. she died last year. But she was told by her mum that she was ugly. And she lived with that for so long, it became a testimony of she, she no longer was defined by that and celebrated her beauty. You know people, we all know people have been told you will never amount to much. I was with someone over Christmas and ironically they were, they'd been told when they grew up that they were good at maths. But what she heard, that's the only thing I'm ever, ever going to be good at. What has been spoken over you? Honestly. Where you live with. What restricts you? Sometimes you can have positive things, but you think that's all I'm ever going to be good at. You need to expand your borders. God has so much more for you and for me. I tell you what I'd like us to do. In a moment, we're going to stand. I'd like to pray. And we're going to pray that prayer together. And then we're going to finish. I'm going to encourage you. If you know there are things, there are names, there are phrases that you've never shaken off then would you please come to the front and the team would gladly pray with you. Let's live in the good of what it means to know Jesus and know our true identity. Amen? Amen? Let's stand together, shall we? So let's pray. Let's pray the prayer of Jabez. Let's pray together. Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my border and that your hand might be with me, and that you would keep me from harm, so that it might not bring me pain. God granted what he asked. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much that we have stories like this that bring life into our circumstance. Lord, I pray for all of us that we would pray the Jabez prayer, that we would pray for your blessing. Lord, that we would pray that you would enlarge our borders, that we would see the inheritance that is ours impacted in our life and the lives of those around. Lord, we pray your kingdom would expand. We pray that lives would be changed. God, we pray you would protect us from harm, that you would deliver us from evil. And Lord, mostly I pray that we would not be restricted by anything that's been said to us, spoken over us, that we've believed in and that's defined us. Lord, yes. these are lies. Yes. And we pray that your truth would set us free. Yes. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen.